Hello, and welcome to Confidently Wrong, a show by regular dudes talking with confidence about content we have no right to speak about with any kind of authority, but do it anyway. I'm Wesley Nakamura, and as always, I'm joined by Mike Smith, award-winning director Brian Redondo, and Savan Jones, aka Captain Vani. This is episode 50, and for our 50th episode, we're going to hand out the coveted 2021 Confidently Wrong Awards. I'm confident that it's going to be the best show you've ever listened to, and well, hey, if it's not, you can always ask us for a refund. Incredible! Welcome back to the show, friends. We're in December, and... It's 2021, guys, but what's most important is this is actually kicking off our 50th episode. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Ring the bell, everyone. Yeah, Mike, where's our bell for this one, man? Ding, ding, ding. 50 years. What is this? Bell. Oh, I, don't, I lost the bell. Oh, Bing. production value. Oh, no, I see the bell. I can't reach it, though. <laughs> All right. Short arms. T-Rex problems. Of our 50 episodes so far, uh, not including the three bonus episodes or so we put out, 40 of them were actually released this year in the calendar year 2021. That's nearly one per week, gents. I know I know, I can get on your nerves, but I got to say, I really do enjoy doing this show with you guys. I'm not going to say it makes me a better person, but certainly <laughs> it's... I'd hope not. <laughs> Probably the opposite direction. I've, yeah. I've just been enjoying it. I love you know hearing your guys' takes. You guys are so smart and hilarious. Um, and well, that's so true. It's been great. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and we recently hit 100 downloads uh, in one week, so that's been pretty cool to see our show growing. Uh, it's growing slowly, but it's growing, and I think it's it's growing in a real, in a genuine way. You know, we didn't go viral and then you know just fade off into the sunset. We're, yeah, God forbid. I'd hate to go viral. Hate hate to see it. We're like the thing that slowly creeps up on you and kills you over the span of 20 years. That's us. That's like mm-hmm. every nature documentary that exists on Netflix right now. So, you know, I've been thinking about ways to make the pod more interesting. You know, what can we do? I've, I've been thinking about, like, how to add video clips to our show. It's really been a good stroke of luck that I think the four of us have had great chemistry and it's gotten better, you know, as the episodes go on. I don't think I would have made it through 50 episodes of this if it weren't for you guys. So thank you so much for being great hosts. That's the end of the sappiness. I wanted to ask you guys, is there anything that you guys have learned or taken away we don't have to say learn taken away from doing 50 podcasts with us savan uh i think what i've enjoyed most is i feel like when i'm at work all of my brain skills are actively being used and when i'm not at work i turn them off because that's how i separate my work and my work life and personal life and i don't doing this pod lets me kind of unlock some of those things work mental skills but in a fun way so Still being able to take notes, work on your comm skills, work on how you break down stuff. It's fun. And I get to do it for not work stuff. And I think talking with you all has also been helpful in finding a better lens to kind of critique things. So I have my takes. I have what I value in something like Wes. I don't I disagree with so many of just your baseline values for how you enjoy content. But it's still a great lens to compare to my own to see what other people look for when they're watching something and. I really appreciate that. It's dope. It's nice to talk to people who enjoy the same stuff, but enjoy different things about the same stuff. So to summarize, uh, Savan's work-life balance has been eroded because he is constantly (laughs) working 
<laughs> and still thinks Wes has <laughs> takes. Oh my god! Don't forget no, the brain skills. I do not think Wes has bad takes. I just disagree oh, I with do. his takes. I mean, I do. Oh no! Well, I, the, the former over here. Okay, some might be bad, but I understand where he's coming from, and that's better than people who say nonsense and it's like I don't even know where you're coming from. <laughs> How about that, Brian? What have you taken away? From Handshake across episodes. the aisle. I mean, I think on a sour note, I'm very upset that this podcast occupies so much mental space in my brain and has made me go from like 50% otaku to like 100% otaku. I'm just like, now I'm just like thinking about geek culture all the time. Like, oh, <laughs> should I watch this? Because maybe we're going to talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> should I play this? Yeah, I think I should because we're going to talk about it on the podcast. And like before, I was a well-rounded individual. You know, I watched a few MCU movies, but I still watched my art house films and I read books or I pretended to at least. But now I, now I don't even pretend. I'm I'm just like full on geek all the time and uh thanks a lot. Confidently yeah, like, wrong. We you make fun of me. you for not doing the prep work, but you're really doing the most prep work out of any of us. <laughs> Rent free. I, it's like I'm doing the prep work that nobody asked me to do. <laughs> He's putting in <laughs> extra credit. <laughs> extra credit. And then and then the stuff that Wes does ask, I just don't do it because Wes <laughs> asked me. <laughs> Contrarian to the core. Mike um, this has given me much more insight into my dear friend, Savon, who just flipped me off. <laughs> middle finger to the sky, bro. One very long, lanky middle finger. <laughs> um, you know, I've known Savon not super long, but I think, you know, the few years we worked together kind of aged our friendship five or 10 years versus what might've just been two, two and a half years. Um, I've always known you've had some, you know, very strong opinions. And I always known like you've believed in them. They're consistent. I joke and call you dogmatic. It's just because you're you're consistent. I'm this show has really helped me like unravel the onion that is just the way you perceive the world. And I, I completely stand by everything I've said. You are, if nothing, if not consistent. I don't probably agree with like 90% of the takes you have, but like they're not coming from nowhere i might not agree with the foundation of the house that of your opinion that you're building but the construction above the foundation you know is pretty impeccable (laughs) so i think this journey has really i've unraveled like half the onion eventually you know when that comfy money comes in and we're doing this full time i think we'll really just see how deep the rabbit hole goes well, after that <laughs> love you. fest, kind of, I don't think, well, that was a... Is it's a, like, oh, we like we like doing this together. We all think the other ones are stupid. And like, no <laughs> oh, <one> yeah. <laughs> I really love these idiots. <laughs> <laughs> They're Fools. always wrong, but They're real. It's wrong. confidently wrong. It's kind of like, um, you know, like in The Walking Dead, the actual people are The Walking Dead, or like, I am legend, like he's a legend. Confidently wrong is we just think all the other three people <laughs> on the show are the wrong ones. None of us actually have the humility or self-awareness to be like maybe i'm not right on this it's like no these idiots are wrong <laughs> everyone's I'm wrong confident I'm right. they are wrong yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i love it all right well moving on into our uh, first story of the day and it's one that me and mike have talked about at length over text and and in person before it was the finale to the 2021 f1 season happened 
The race, the last race just ended a couple hours before we've taped this. There's been, there was controversy. There's been a protest. It's, it was a wild way to finish an incredible season. Um, wait, Mike, don't, um, share your screen because. Oh, is it going to ruin our recording? Yeah. I was just trying to do a timer because the same way, you know, basketball talk in depth is verboten. I feel like we have to carry that over to Formula One. All right. It was an incredible season to say the least. Mike, how epic was this year? How, I want to say insane was this race. Are you able in any way, shape or form to put into words what we just saw today and this year? Yeah. I'll I'll evoke friend of the show, Alan Wynn, as I frequently do. He's a big Hamilton fan. He really wanted Lewis to win. I kind of like, I wanted Max to win. I celebrated in the last lap, but like, I was like also very like, wow, Lewis is going to have this crazy comeback across the season. It's just really remarkable to see him win so dominantly. And then for that to get completely flipped on its head. Alan said that he felt the same way he felt during the Minneapolis miracle, which was one of the Saints' many crushing playoff defeats at the end of Drew Brees' reign. So that alone kind of says how much of a big deal this was. Because in New Orleans, that was like one of the most devastating things that's happened you know, in the past five or six years was that. And then the following year, the same playoff debacle. For, All of for that- context, wait, for context... I don't know if people understand what sort of what how the race sort of shaped up today for that to be sort of this gut punch at the end. Essentially, Lewis had it in the bag. He was like 14 seconds ahead. And when you're driving 200 miles an hour, if you're doing that 14 seconds, you're pretty far ahead. So Mac Lewis had it in the bag. It was over. Then at the very end, another guy crashed. That essentially caused him to have to almost stop everything. And then because of that, at the very end, Max was able to come back and win the championship. It's going to be litigated. In fact, there's a lawyer now in the in the meetings and shit like that. Excuse me. Sorry, BK. I'm just going to apologize <laughs> to BK from now on whenever, I swear. Um Look, all of, all of that to say this season has been absurd. Like this was one of the most insane live sporting things I've ever seen in my life. Especially like, you know, when you watch a crazy championship where you're emotionally involved and then it ends in a crazy way, like the next few hours just kind of feel surreal. Like you're watching the post game. You can't really believe that happened. That very much was how it felt. That might have been impacted that I had been drinking since 7 a.m. Um, <laughs> but all of that to say, like, it's... This season was amazing. Like it was such a good time for I think a huge gro- growth in their audience, particularly in the states. This season, this this race, even if Lewis had won, like some of the craziness in the beginning would have still been kind of emblematic of the way the season had gone as a whole. If you have not been watching Formula One, I think this coming season of the Netflix show is going to be fantastic. Like, I really cannot believe how much craziness has happened in the past few races in the sport. And it's this week in particular, and the way this ended at the very end is is genuinely one of the most remarkable things I've seen watching live sports in my entire life. And it's just a great time to be getting into the sport. This season is, it stands out among all of the F1 season. So, you know, I've been watching, I don't know, for maybe 10 or 15 years, And every year, almost every year, the winner is decided before the end of the season. They've got enough points. You you rack up points by, you know, your places throughout the season. And and the winner is usually crowned a race or two or three before the end. And even if it's the last race, 
generally that person still has a big lead and they don't really have to finish first. Today, they came in exactly tied on points. Throughout the year, they've been sort of switching places. Lewis was ahead and then Max was ahead and then Lewis caught back up um, in points to, to be tied today. It didn't seem like he had any hope about a month ago. And then because of his wins in the past three races, he was able to put himself back right there in contention. And then to be able to get ahead in the race and then have it all come back crashing down on him because of something that was totally out of his control was just an incredible thing. There was a ton of confusion. The, 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 you could, they tell you, they give you like a, a microphone into the, um, like a mic'd up into the race director, the person who kind of controls everything. And you could hear him say, okay, we're going to do it, you know, this way, which meant Lewis was going to have basically a guaranteed victory. Cause there would have been a bunch of cars in between. And then maybe a, 30 seconds later, all those cars that were in between the first and second guy were let by, and so they got out of the way. So then you had the first and second place guys right on top of each other to start this uh, last final lap of the race. And because this, you know, because Max had better tires on, he was able to just squeeze by, take off, and Lewis couldn't catch him. It was just, everyone was confused. I'm buzzing. I, I was just texting Mike like, that was insane. I don't know. Like, I thought last week was insane at Saudi Arabia. This was incredible. What a weird, strange, but like fitting way to finish this season. I got to say, watching you guys, watching you guys talk about this reminds me of traveling abroad and seeing like a movie that you know very well, like Home Alone or something, but it's in Portuguese and you don't speak a word of Portuguese. So you're just like looking like, hey, there's Macaulay Culkin moving his mouth. Don't know what that means. Mm -hmm. I had friends in college who like all spoke Spanish and I'd hang out with them and it'd be like five, six people all drinking, speaking Spanish. And I'm just kind of sitting there just, yeah. La vida. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad the World Series of Cricket was great. Was, was that what you guys were talking about? All right, so we're going to move on. 2021 Confidently Wrong Awards. I thought it'd be a great way to finish up the year, the calendar year. The Game Awards, which apparently are a legitimate awards show, I've never never heard of them before. Um, we'll, we'll discuss more about the Game Awards uh, in the next pod, but for now, we're going to do our own spin on this. This is going to be the Confidently Wrong Awards, or the CWAs, if you please. And of course, we can't just do normal awards like Best Movie or Best Actor in a Comedy Series. You know, We had to put our own CW spin on it. So without further ado, here are the CWAs. The first one is the most confidently wrong award, which it, it's going to who amongst us has had the wrongest take, but did so with extreme confidence. Mike, you're going to award the first one here of the confidently wrong award. So when I was thinking about this, you know, I thought about the not just how wrong you are, not just how passionate you are, but the larger cultural impact this specific instance, incidence of confidently wrongness has. You know, a lot of what I've been loving about Halo and what has been cool is that it's very much like embedded in the zeitgeist right now. Like everybody's talking about it. Like it's such a throwback. All of that. It's had a massive impact. 
We have, luckily, we have a lot of friends of the show folks that listen to the show, support the show. We obviously appreciate all of them. And in talking to people, I have never gotten close to the reaction I've gotten to Savan unplugging everything in his house every Wait, time he leaves the house. <laughs> and it's not even particularly close. And there's been a lot of bits a lot of people have really liked, but that has genuinely blown people's mind. And it's not just that you're doing that, but just thinking about the time you've spent in your life unplugging all of the, your stuff before you leave your house. And I, we were literally talking about this at the, the race, Yvonne. And the, what the, the hell? The, 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 the concern, I, we, I know you're trying to save money, but we're all concerned because the time you are losing in your life is not worth the pennies you are saving in this so-called passive power. Um, one day when we, when our bag comes in, we'll get an electrical engineer on the show. We'll, we'll put this to rest once and for all. But the fact that you are wasting your precious time and I know how hard you work, Savon. Like I know how intentional you are with your free time. These minutes are going to be adding (laughs) up, dude, for saving you probably dollars across your whole life. I really just got to go with, with unplug gate. Um, And I, I just wish for a better future for you. You and your friends just sat in a circle and a little crap talking me unplugging. No, stuff. we're not crap talking you. <laughs> we're saying we're concerned this? for you. We all care about you and your time. Get ready for the intervention. Who was even upset by this? No, not Everybody. upset. Just, just yeah, just mind blown. Just mind blown. You saw our looks of shock last week when you said you unplug everything before you step I, out. Yeah, the house, I bro. feel like you have underestimated how much how alien this is to literally everyone that's heard this i'm just looking in my living room right now and i'm like dude it's not that much stuff (laughs) (laughs) some stuff is hooked to a power strip so unplug the strip that's like full things right off the bat (laughs) to be fair there was someone else at the race who did say that she grew up in a household where you unplugged everything so you weren't completely alone but out of like nine people yeah look let me just super quick defend myself Half my stuff is in a strip. (laughs) Yeah, what is this? And if I just unplug the strip, that's everything unplugged. When I come home and I plug it in, I'm good. So beyond that, that's my TV, PC, PlayStation, and then like like three lamps. It's not that much stuff. I don't live in a mansion. I live in a two, a one bedroom apartment. Like, I love that your acceptance speech for this award is you digging in your heels. Defense. (laughs) No, I'm not gonna. Oh, the change because I wish I was a lamp now. All right. Brian, you've got the second most confidently wrong award to give out here. Who does it go to? Just to uh, just to reframe the these awards, right? So that, that's sort of like the confidently wrong in terms of life, and this is confidently wrong award in terms of geek culture takes. And again, it goes to our friend Savon Jones <laughs> hey! for your take on winner. on Loki, and you thought it was. Mid-tier, low-tier MCU, Mid-tier. worse than the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, when in fact everyone knows that Loki is top two, maybe top one best MCU TV show and top ten in the MCU. Loki was great, my friend. You are confidently wrong. <laughs> Loki wasn't that good. It wasn't bad. And you've gotten colder on it too, huh? <laughs> yeah, Loki, yeah. I actually Loki actually was pretty solid for me at first, and then as I finished Loki, and I rewatched a few episodes, kind of just on my own, or re, you know, make sure I'm not tripping. 
Loki's gotten worse for me as time. See, that's what I appreciate about Savon. Who else would not like something and then rewatch it just to confirm that he doesn't like it? Maybe I was tripping. Because maybe I was tripping. Like I no, I'm not I love that. I would never do that. I would give up halfway through the show and be like, eh, whatever. But you are so committed to your opinion that you even second guessed yourself and still confirmed that you didn't like it. Yes. I just Bravo. Didn't like like Bravo. who else could That's this why. award go to? I just didn't That's like Silver. This this podcast is going to be as long as the actual Academy Awards if we keep going this way, guys. Yeah, we're going to have to <laughs> play, We should have been playing music off. <laughs> All right. The next Confidently Wrong, the 2021 Confidently Wrong Award is the biggest surprise of the year award. Brian, our friend, is back to present this award. So the biggest surprise of this year is that we are getting so much abundance, and I'm not even over it yet. I've had three COVID shots this year. <laughs> I've watched not the kind of abundance we want here. Or there's 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 four MCU movies. I've watched three or four. There have been five MCU TV shows. Abundance is the key theme of this year. <laughs> I'm not over any of this stuff yet. And I'm welcome for more. Give me more COVID shots. Give me more Marvel. <laughs> more is more. And we're going into 22. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I thought at the beginning of this year, I would be like dead from all this stuff. But keep it coming. Keep it coming. Feed me. Feed the beast. Didn't expect to hear that from you, bro. <laughs> I think we're all just giving in to the society societal implosion and just like let's just fill the the hole in our soul with <laughs> mindless content. <laughs> it's like that Wu Tang skit is just like staple my butt cheeks together and just keep being you feeding me. What an image. All right, the next award is the biggest disappointment of the year award. Mike do I really need to say? Yes. <laughs> yes. And I'm surprised that I you know I when we were talking about this in the beginning of the show y'all you were surprised. I don't think anybody's going to be surprised, but it's it's got to be Battlefield 2042. I'm not going to curse. I'm not going <laughs> to rant. I'm feeling pretty off calm. Brand. It's pretty off brand. I think I've gotten it all out. The all Saints right. are going to be playing in like 20 minutes and then I'll be geared up for whatever we're talking about. Um <laughs> I knew it was going to be bad. I knew it wasn't going to be finished. There, the extent, and it's, there's actually been a pretty cool report that came out in the past couple weeks specifically detailing what went wrong. Essentially, they wanted the game to be a battle royale, which makes sense with like the specialists and the giant maps and all of that. And then they pivoted back to regular Battlefield, and obviously that didn't work. My biggest disappointment is the level of fundamental flaws within the game. It's not just unfinished, but the capitalism not only rushed out a broken game, but they completely changed what kind of the franchise is. And it makes me a very sad panda. But Halo is, is pretty much filling the gap. So I kind of don't care. Screw EA. Look at me censoring myself. And I'm over it. I was also looking. Cyberpunk came out in 2020, right at the very end, because that was going to be my answer. But I guess my pandemic time is kind of just messed up. I like repressed that. I like repressed that game like a bad experience, bro. Again, you played through the whole thing, too. Oh, yeah, I finished it. See, consistent. And multiple endings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Went back. And I went back. And 
I saved the game and played just through to, and just did not else? Like, who like else? It. The journalistic integrity here. <laughs> well, I'm getting mad thinking back about that game. Ooh, I'm getting a headache. <laughs> <laughs> Next award. Best reason to never go outside. I get to present this award. You would think it would be a, a, an entire world of pandemic in which millions of people have died, but that's not. To be fair, the though, reason. which state do you live in? I do live in the great, ironically, Republic, ironically <laughs> Republic of Texas. Uh, it's. I, I do live in a supposedly liberal bastion, but let me tell you, people are not wearing masks at the grocery store anymore, guys. It, that that is done in restaurants. No masks. We're we're done with that apparently here in Austin, Texas. So the best reason to never go outside, you would think it would be this extremely you know communicable disease that has killed many people across the world and uh, is now developing different mutations. But no, it's it's not that actually. It's just having a baby. When you have a baby, you never go outside. The baby needs something pretty much every two hours for sure they need to feed and or they need to have their diaper changed and often they need a lots of times in between where you need to you know do things with them take care of them meet their needs because they're completely helpless and useless and you know and then there's just thousands of minutes of cute time where you just get to hold them and like talk to them and read to them and watch them do incredibly easy things like look I'm serious, guys. I've celebrated the baby looking. I went on a walk the other day, so I did go outside for, you know, like 20 minutes with the baby. And the baby is looking, and I'm like, I got to take a video. I got to take a video of this baby using her eyeballs to look around, not at anything in particular, just looking. So that's the low bar of expectations that I now have for this <laughs> baby human. Um, and it's been wonderful. It's been great. But uh, yeah, you never go outside. I never, I've, I probably changed to 14 shades of pasty white compared to where I was uh, pre-baby. Tell your friends about our show so Wesley's daughter doesn't have to have a job in the future. <laughs> oh, the, and the he most... can just keep watching her. <laughs> right. Heiress to the confidently wrong media enterprise. Oh God. Wes, nothing's more beautifully on brand. What's, what's, uh, what's on brand? Uh, no. You being excited about your daughter using her eyes and looking around, but also describing her as useless. <laughs> the dichotomy of man. Yeah, like the same way Wesley wants to like rush through games and movies and stuff. He's trying to rush through his like daughter's development. Like when like like when do we get to the end here? Like, come on now. Like, all right, it's six months. Why are you not this, crawling? Like, this is not moving fast enough for me. When can you tell me Jeez. funny jokes? Like, when is the payoff here, guys? I just want to be entertained. Please entertain me. All right. You gotta enjoy nugget mode. Enjoy nugget. <laughs> she is a very little nugget. All right. Worst reason to go outside award. Savan, you're presenting this one. Yeah, man. Keep it a buck. I'm just starting to realize that unless you live in basically L.A. San Diego. Weather just sucks in general. <laughs> like, I'm just starting to realize that. It's like you, you it's going to suck in some capacity. You know, I already had my rant about the weather here and how it's cold, but I got to experience how obnoxious strong winds are. We had like 20 mile winds the other day. To the point where I had my window cracked when I went shopping. When I came back, I literally couldn't open my apartment door because of like the draft and had to throw my body into the door. The draft made me made, made one of my lamps flip off a thing and smash. I'm just like, dude, I can't do this. Between you the cold, broke into your own apartment. 
basically because the wind literally locked me out uh you know if you go uh, we left louisiana and it's like okay there you go out in the middle of the night you just break out into sweats and at literal midnight and you just lose a pint of blood to mosquitoes you go other places and it's just always something and then yeah i'm just starting to realize like bro unless you live in a really nice just consistent 70 year around type place nature sucks there's no <laughs> you you're just picking what level of suckage you want like the hubris of people to live in the northeast <laughs> with the snow trash the hubris of people to live in swamps with hurricanes and such trash the hubris of people to live in literal deserts where water the thing you actually need is a commodity it's just trash i'm like dude what are we doing here man like what's going on i can't i'm, I'm, I'm sick of it bro and even LA, you picking something else. You got to deal with like hippies, and you're picking something, bro. Like, I know you're gonna say traffic <laughs> or earthquakes. Yeah, yeah, natural is that, dude. I can't. Or Laker it. fans. Oh, God, we're amazing. <laughs> we have we have all reasonable takes. We're reasonable expectations. We're very level headed. I don't know what you're talking about. So yeah, I don't know, man. I like, just like the take of I. You just don't like weather in general. I, think I mean, that's, I that's like reasonable. weather because most people are like just kind of exist in the dichotomy of like you have to either prefer cold weather or prefer hot weather. You have just broken the mold and <laughs> just hate all weather. It sucks. Like weather is only good. It's only like if you look at the full span of just weather conditions globally. There's only like two of them that are good. The rest are trash. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he's he's. Uh, you made a top five. You, yeah, you've discreet you discreetized. What is it called when you like make something into yeah discreetized? Yeah, you yeah. discreetized. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's. <laughs> sounds like you're just secreting eyeballs, but anyways, he's made them into discreet buckets of weather. You know. Yeah, like weather just I don't know, man. Like weather just sucks more. It just sucks more often than it doesn't suck. It's just what it comes down to. I'd say like maybe like maybe fifteen percent of weather doesn't suck. And the rest is like, okay, we're staying inside today. <laughs> <laughs> you this might also be predisposed answer. to staying inside, though, my friend. Nah, man, I like being outside. I like to go on my walks. Hey, remember when we worked together? I used to go on walks yeah, all the time. Just, I love yeah, outside. It just true. sucks more Touché. often than it doesn't. Touche. <laughs> it's a very yeah. literal reason to not go outside. I like it. Weather. All right. Next award. The best new television show of the year. Brian, you're up first. I think this is our first like real award. Um, <laughs> like that you would see at comparable media outlets <laughs> anyway. Um, so I know what Mike is going to talk about. So that's going to, that's going to get my honorable mention right here as well as, uh, Invincible. We can't forget about Invincible. It came out earlier in the year. It came out of nowhere. Amazing show. Reservation Dogs, which I've mentioned before and what I, what we're loving. Uh, but I'm going to use this as an opportunity to talk about a show that I haven't mentioned on the podcast and that. When I think about like, you know, which shows was I actually really excited for from week to week and it consistently delivered everything I needed in that moment. It's a Hulu show called Only Murders in the Building, starring really old guys, Steve Martin and Martin Short, plus Selena Gomez, and is actually a very good whodunit murder mystery TV show. And it's hilarious and and it's also kind of Cute and charming in a weird, like, uh, what I've read is called Uncle Core kind of way, as Uncle opposed to Core. Dad Core. Um, yeah, Steve but, Martin, Martin Short. They're still hilarious. I loved them when I was a little kid watching Three Amigos back in, like, the 80s or 90s or whatever. And they're still funny in 2021. And this this is a great show because it combines humor 
and true crime and uh and a great murder mystery and it's fantastic check it out on hulu mike you're up you've got the second best new television show award of the year so i'm kind of going to be more passionate about my honorable mention and i'll talk about why but i think if you're if we're just looking at the calendar year 2021 year of our lord i gotta go with white lotus um shorter show mini series but in terms of just the quality of everything in that show the acting the story the way it's shot it's just it was definitely probably my favorite show the most entertaining show i think the show that kind of had the biggest impact on me like i had to watch the whole thing through my fingers essentially particularly at the end so i think if we're just looking at the calendar year white lotus pretty pretty far ahead my understanding of the way most kind of award shows work is they can't really follow the calendar year right because then otherwise you might be missing people in between your show Mm -hmm. and the end of the calendar year so there's one show i want to talk about that came out at the end of last year and so i'm just going to assume that best new television show for the time period this show has been a thing it's he just, he just made up his own rules to this. I don't know right. how. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> how does that work? All just thinking this show <laughs> is good enough that it warrants that, and its second season has just come out. Brian probably knows what I'm talking about, and it is the best show on television right now, and that's How To with John Wilson. <laughs> I thought he was going to say Succession. Succession. No, hey, I actually was kind of cold buddy. on Succession that's season three. three. Um how to with John Wilson is unlike maybe it's kind of like Nathan for you, but in truly what he does, it find me another show similar. And it's not just how interesting the show is. It's that wherever this man goes, like doom follows like it's in this particular season. It's, it's even crazier the situation he gets himself into and then just rolls with it. It, Hits all the funny, entertaining, like genuinely clever, but the way he hits sincerity in that show without being too self-serious is just mind-blowing. The ridiculous situations he gets himself to, it it almost like, the one thing that would be similar, and we probably should have done a question like best web show or something, is Channel 5, formerly known as All Gas, No Breaks. I think a lot of, I can't remember what the channel is, but like the, the bing bong thing y'all all love, like really getting a Side look at, at people kind of across the larger social spectrum that you might not really understand uh, are there. Is such a good show. Yeah, I think Side, Side Talk does a really funny way at a, like All Gas No Breaks is kind of in the middle of really like learning about how people <laughs> might think that you wouldn't really take the time to listen to. And John Wilson just goes fully on like that. You're going to go deep into the way this person who might have been marginalized, not just in like a socioeconomic sense, but like in a, like nobody would have listened to you or your story or wh- who you actually are as a person. The show is, is marvelous. I really cannot get enough of it. And the fact that the second season has kept the quality up. The structure is the same, but there's almost, it has a little bit more gravity to it. It's just completely mind blowing. So honorable mention, how to with John Wilson. I've broken the rules and I don't feel bad about it. Coincidentally, that show also wins the award for Wes's most underwhelming show of 2021 and 2020. 
When we talk about a Brian, not West show, I mean, how to with John Wilson is is just the <laughs> pinnacle of that, which is really funny because you like side talk so much. But I guess that kind of makes sense. On yeah, that larger side talk is of, loud and of, in your face and entertaining, and it's one minute like of of content. The that's Big Ten right there. Jo- yeah, <laughs> side talk. <laughs> West, I can't with you. This is hilarious. Spider Cuz, Spider Cuz has some of the best Spider Talk episode or uh, mm. side talk episodes. But yeah, I mean, John Wilson, it it just didn't do it. It was just. It's just it. It's like someone just threw a bunch of their camcorder recordings. You know, it's like it's like if you if you had to watch all the videos of my kid that I've taken, and you were like, I don't get it. What's there's nothing happening here. Like literally, nothing is happening. That's what John Wilson is, guys. So that's Damn. all. That's all. It's not for me. What I understand shame. that you what think a it's visionary shame. in a what a shame. I don't think it is, way. Wesley. I know it is. <laughs> I think your daughter has a lot to teach you about the world, man. And I can't <laughs> yeah. wait for her right, to well, open your eyes. I'll, I'll assemble all of her clips, put it to some very stirring music, and send it to you guys and see if I can get my own HBO show. The episode for you would be titled How to Appreciate the Little Things. <laughs> Is that actually an episode? No, but it, it very well could be. It's basically every episode. <laughs> yeah. <that's true>. yeah. <laughs> all right. How to Appreciate Scaffolding. The next episode or the next award sorry the the next award that we've got here is the best pandemic purchase of the year savan what is your best pandemic purchase award what does it go to this year yeah yeah yeah. so uh i was gonna say my ps5 but that's kind of the low-hanging fruit easy question and also i want to give an answer that's maybe more accept yeah accessible to the people at home ps5 last minute here to yeah, you know, you got to think, you got to pivot, you know, sort of sort <laughs> So I'm actually going to go with what I'm wearing right now, what we were talking about. Uh, I bought, as y'all know, with my robe love, I really love comfortable home loungewear. I'm very <laughs> passionate about it. Uh, I actually did a presentation at work about my updated robes, Mike. I have to send it to you. You did another one? Yeah, I, I, I've gotten more robes. Two? Yeah, for, the, for my new site. But yeah, I was um, buying coats over Thanksgiving break to you know just be ready for the winter and a place i went to had a black friday sale and i saw something in the store that was literally a hoodie onesie and the place is called moose jaw and apparently up here they make really expensive good winter gear and yeah it's basically what i'm wearing right now it is a hoodie very comfortable like thick hoodie none of that cheap fabric stuff but it's also just a big full body onesie and it's just amazing uh it's comfortable easy on the skin you can move around with it. Has a hood. For those of you that missed it, he literally said he's wearing a onesie. My two-month-old daughter wears onesies every single day. This grown man is wearing a onesie in his apartment in Detroit and in public, apparently. And yeah, not just a grown man. Are you like six foot four or something? <laughs> <laughs> Y'all are not about to age. Bananas in pajamas here. <laughs> what is this? Yeah. Point is, it's extremely comfortable. Uh, it's amazing for just you know you're not going to be really be going out out but you need to go pick up your uber eats order go check the mail go grab something from your local corner store Uh, i highly recommend the best part which is the big downfall of mini onesies it's a full body zip that goes down to you about your waist crotch area but there's a bottom zipper that you can use when it's fully zipped up so that if you need to you know use the facilities or whatever reason you can do so without having to you know, ladies, y'all know how it is. If you got your sundress on or something, sometimes you got to damn near get bum booty naked in order to handle your business in the facilities. This one kind of skirts that a little bit. So, you know, it's comfortable, it's warm, it's stylish. Wait, are you saying that if you got to drop a number two 
No, nah, that you, you still get... might have to. Okay. But, like, did you, you know. have the booty flap that you were talking about that one time? Ah, uh, no, this one doesn't have a booty flap on it. <laughs> Does this have feet? Does it have feet? No, it doesn't have feet. <laughs> so right, you still just have to. You know, just imagine if sweatpants and a hoodie just was to say, hey, let's just, let's just make this official and they connected at the hip. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a very simple thing. I highly recommend it. It's just really comfortable. And it's a great blend between like a blanket, a hoodie. It does a lot of things in one garment really well. All right, well, we've put Mike to sleep, so let's go to the next <laughs> next award here. Same Mike one. Comfy. Best pandemic I don't hear him. purchase. <laughs> I'm not saying I don't. I would buy one of those in a heartbeat. <laughs> Best pandemic purchase, Brian. I don't know if you can top that. I mean, I really can't top that, but I will say, I mean, this award is, is very much about having like a little bit of extra cash, which some of us have the luxury of uh, to be in that position during this pandemic. Um, and for me, the the thing where I'm like, damn, I'm dropping this money. The Knicks going to the 2021 NBA playoffs for the first time in like forever and actually being competitive. And I spent <laughs> money to go to that game one, even though like people were just getting vaccinated and like filling up arenas was kind of weird, but whatever. It was the Knicks. <laughs> Bing bong, motherfucker. That was awesome, worth Got like three hundred dollars or whatever it cost me. <laughs> nice. Did you boo Trey Young? Oh hell yeah! And I actually <laughs> like Trey Young. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Can't cheer him at Madison Square Garden. That's just that's not. Yeah, fun. yeah. Trey Young. Yeah. Get a new barber, Trey Young. Bing bong. Plus, you already smacked y'all. So like, <laughs> hey, shut up. <laughs> if you ever have a chance to see the Knicks being good in MSG. As as someone who's not a Knicks fan, it's just an incredible experience. Brian could, has probably been a billion times already to MSG, but it's it's, just, like it's an incredible venue. The fans are just they bring a ton of energy. The low ceiling means that it's loud when the game gets good. It's just it's a it's a it's a super awesome time. Savan, if you ever get a chance, MSG, it's the place to be, man. I mean, it's kind of, the buzz that you get from it is kind of like doing edward 40 hands with uh i don't know like triple espresso over the course of 20 days every day like, <laughs> i feel like only, only in new york is like the entire stadium like body shaming the guy like hurling racial epithets and people are like yeah you know the fans really bring a lot of energy <laughs> <laughs> right they're just like oh yeah i guess that's one way to put it all right next award it's the best marvelous moment of 2021, aka the holy cow, I love Marvel moment. I'm not going to write what Brian wrote here for the subtitle there. Savan, you've got the first one of these. Yeah, for me, it was those first two, three episodes of WandaVision. WandaVision was us really getting to dive into the MCU shows. It was our first content in game. A lot of the tone was going to really get set by this. And they went for a show that had a very unusual tone that people didn't know what was going on those first two episodes when everything was in black and white and you're doing the i love lucy bit and no one knew what was going on was so much collective fun everybody had theories everybody was like what's going on is this related to the comics is mephisto happening what's going on right and so many theories were wrong but so many theories also made valid points and were right even our conversations of hey what's going on guys people i know who weren't even that into marvel we're watching WandaVision like, this is really interesting. But so I just thought that was such a great tone shift, so creative. And then a lot of stuff starts off with a dope concept and there's not a lot of payoff. 
I thought the payoff to WandaVision, especially as they pulled back the curtain, was amazing. Very it's, much a it, moment. I was just like, yeah, I'm, the people behind this know what they're doing. It's interesting you picked the first few episodes because those don't really kind of connect to anything in a larger way. That's just like laying the groundwork. So for me, obviously, like the thing I like about all the MCU stuff is just how it all connects. So it's interesting to me that you like the part that really kind of stood by itself and laid that ambiguous foundation almost. Mm-hmm. It was just it was just showing that they're, it was showing that they're relying on being they're going to lean into being creative with cool ideas, not just hey, let's connect it to something else to get people's eyes on it. It's a good sign. We're lucky enough to have multiple um, or a, a great you know trophy making system here, and we're we're got to make another one here. So Brian, you get to uh, award another of the same award, best oh, marvelous moment. The moment that got my jaw to the floor and I was just like, yes, give me more Marvel. The second to last episode of Loki. When after we've met all the other variant Lokis who are giving our variant Loki a lot of grief uh, (laughs) for thinking he can, you know, change the outcome of things. And we got classic Loki wearing green tights and his and the gold overlay and helmet and whatever and he's like in his 60s and he you know he he's so callous but hilarious at the same time but by the end of the episode he steps up to help our loki and sylvie and creates and conjures up an enormous vision or or apparition of illusion of asgard an illusion of asgard that is as as epic and and monumental as the real asgard and occupies a place in in the arc of that whole series um that is also monumental and and lures away the smoke monster whatever so so sylvie and our variant loki can get away and, and, you know, you got the music swirling and the beautiful cin- cinematography and all the art direction. Uh, you know, that show just looked incredible. And then seeing Asgard just rise up out of nowhere, just like, oh, just like peak Marvel moment. Fantastic. Hard it agree, It was bro. glorious. Mm-hmm. Glorious. Amazing. Hard agree. You don't even like the show. Okay, I can still appreciate quality moments. That was one of the best MCU moments ever, dude. He was like waving his hands, summoning the thing. I was, I'm with Brian, bro. I lost my mind at that. (laughs) I do not understand you. I mean, I do, but I don't. All right. The next award. This one's a biggie. This one's a real one. Best (laughs) video game of the year. Everyone gets to give out at least one award here. The rules are, there are no rules. Best video game. Brian, you're actually going to lead us off here. I talked about Outer Wilds before during What We're Loving and how, to me, this is kind of like a game of generation. That came out in 2019. This past September, the DLC, the one and only DLC for the game came out called Echoes of the Eye. And that actually is the game of the year. Can you believe (laughs) that? A DLC. It is so good. It, It actually takes almost nearly as long to complete the DLC as the base game. It completely, like, flips... Uh, gameplay mechanisms that are used in the base game introduces a whole bunch of new mechanisms but does it all non-verbally introduces a, a whole new race of aliens that you're studying in the game and just tightens up all the things that made the base game great into into like this beautiful package of a dlc like all the all the puzzles are tight all the big moments 
are are crazy. I I literally yelled multiple times at various discoveries in different points of the game. Like, oh my God, like those kind of <laughs> moments. You live for those moments and the DLC delivered. So that is my game of the year. That is a hot take. A DLC taking home Brian's video game of the year award. Savan, what is your video game of the year? All right. So before I upset people, just let you know, for me, game of the year doesn't matter if it came out that year. It's just what have I been playing this year? What okay, has engaged here we go with the rules? How come again? I get shit on for not following the rules? And this guy Wes gets said to pick no like rules. a four-year-old game. Because Wes said there's no rules. He said it. Check the receipt. <laughs> only plays. Savon only plays four games. Not true. I've played other games. Savon no. plays four games. He plays Apex GTA. Legends. He plays... Apex. No, no, no. There's a rule. There's rules to this. Because Savon is, is a man who follows his own rules. The game is either Apex Legends, Warframe, it has to be made by Rockstar. Damn, what's the fourth one? Oh 2K. my god. Oh, or 2K. <laughs> it god damn it. You see, I, I, <laughs> yeah, I've been up since 7 a.m., so not as sharp. But yeah, all those are the he, only He says 7 a.m., like that's like really early. Like, right? This man right? gets like, up at okay. 7 a.m. on the regular. I work at a tech company, dude. Early. Like, I do not work in schools. Like, yeah, Brian, <laughs> uh, right, okay, back me up here. I mean, like, we get Y'all, up at what, like 6 30, 6 We at school yeah, for 7. <laughs> Y'all are built different. That was me at a point. It is no longer me. Like, getting up before all right. very close to 8 a.m. is a nightmare. I think that's inhumane to be up before 9 a.m., <laughs> honestly. Look, 9 my game of the year is Apex Legends because. It's fun. I And also, for me, I didn't stop playing Apex for real until a year ago when COD just became unplayable. So, you know, it's not like I've been playing this game for years. But yeah, it's one of the most consistently fun games I have. It engages me. For me, what I value most in a game is what do I want to keep playing it? So I like a good single player, but if I just play it once and then I'm never going to touch it again, that's just that's hard for me to put that in game of the year category. So for me, replay value is always what I put at the hot top of the list, and Apex has just comfortably become my favorite and game I put the most time into. And if I'm playing it more than anything else, how can I not say that's my game of the year? Just that doesn't just it doesn't feel right to me. <laughs> well, because it didn't come out this year, but that's yeah, still be game of the year. You can be MVP <laughs> outside like the year I you were drafted. Cereal every morning, so that has to be my favorite look, food. Look, my logic is LeBron could be in the league for years and someone else could be a new guy but the you know the track record of consistency matters and so you can still be mvp even if you've been around for a while that's how i look at it i like that your metric is just minutes played like if that were if that were the criteria that people were using most often like one of our friends like his game of the year is minesweeper like come on hey, <laughs> no i think that's a, i think that's a valid i think if solitaire is the game that engages you more than anything else that's a valid game of the year i mean I stand by that. All my favorite games I've put, it's because I've put time into them. Skyrim, GTA, 2K, whatever. It's a perspective. Might not, it's a thought out opinion. <laughs> don't agree with it, but the foundation, right? The, the holla, structure holla. above it is sound. The foundation, <laughs> suspect. All right. My game of the year, and and I think part of this is I haven't played a ton of games this year. I like Savan. Um, I, similar to Savan, I mean, I do like Savan, but what I was trying to say was similar to Savan. I play a bunch of Apex, and that's the game I play the most. And so it's hard for me to say, like, you know, of the you know thirty games that came out this year, which one is the best? I didn't play Deathloop. I didn't play a whole bunch of games that came out. So um, good thing we're on a game critiquing podcast. (laughs) Hey, we don't have to. You know, we don't have to be well informed all the time. I don't have a PS Five, (laughs) Mike. 
What am I supposed <laughs> to do? <laughs> um, my my game of the year has to go, and I'm staying with calendar year 2021 releases, was Ratchet and Clank, A Rift Apart. I hadn't played a, Ra- a Ratchet and Clank game before. I just thought the whimsy of it, the fun of it, the heart of it, the emotions that, that the game had, the gameplay, the, the different puzzles you had to solve, the different mechanics that they introduced, making use of the next-gen um, equipment, including the DualSense, having um, different ways in which you interacted with the controller, um, the story, uh, the collectibles, having these side quests. Uh, for me, I just thought that game knocked it out the park on what it was trying to do. It was completely engaging. I I loved that game. It was beautiful. I played it twice. The second time, I went through it to to make sure I got all of the little collectibles. You could get different costumes for for Ratchet and for what's the other one? Wrench. <laughs> That's not her name. It's not Clank. Um, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I it was Clank. Uh, what is it? <laughs> Rivet. Rivet. That game did it for me. I think it ticked all the boxes. I think if an open world exploratory game like uh, Red Dead is more your speed. You know, Ratchet and Clank may not have been your game of the year, but I think for what it was trying to do as an action adventure game, it was just what really, really well done. Uh, and to come so early in the life cycle of the PS5, I think that's extremely commendable how they did that and made use of the hardware to get the fast travel going, to get um, you to teleport to different places. It was just a really, really, really fun and engaging game to play. So that wins my game of the year. Would you play Ratchet and Clank again? He did. He played it twice. Yeah, I played it twice. Would he play it a third would... time? Yeah, I don't think I would play it again. Yeah. Okay. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's not still the mm-hmm. best game for me that came out this year. I, like, I don't always look for replay value. I don't necessarily have time or interest in, in playing games over and over again. All right. You barely have interest in doing things one time. <laughs> This is kind of true. Mike, you've got the last award for best video game. Who is it going to or what is it going to? I think the Game Awards the other night really, you know, we've talked a lot recently about how there haven't really been crazy good games this year. And it's kind of been the consoles carrying the weight of making older games feel better. I know we're going to talk about that in the next episode. So it's I kind of don't really feel particularly passionate about anything. I was also like you, you could not give the award. You could give it to blank to I'm going to give it to something abstain. and I kind of like set this up earlier. I was reading like I forgot la- like the winner last year again my sense of time is completely messed up. Last of Us 2 was the game award best game of year Love and it's just crazy game. to have gone from literally my favorite game of all time period to just I can't I can barely pick anything. I got to go with Halo. Um, again, solely because it just feels like it's had an impact on a bit of a different level in terms of reigniting the passion a lot of older Halo fans have, which has been something that's been really cool for me to experience firsthand as someone getting into the franchise for the first time. I think between that, the campaign, which is really cool, it's pretty different. It's, you know, they had the month of the beta multiplayer, which obviously you know, became a big thing and got a lot of people into it, got me to go out and buy an Xbox. And then they released the campaign, which seems people are are equally as interested. And a lot of people that I were playing the multiplayer with pretty consistently are now just really into the campaign. Um, So I think all of that, but at the core of it, it's also just very fun. Like, Savon, you've played a ton of Apex. Wesley, the amount of Apex you've played 
make Savon's, you know, time look like nothing. So I don't really have, like, I played that game for a while. I couldn't really keep the longevity there. So it is nice to have something, you know, I can have like late night game sessions with friends, laughing, screwing around, all that type of stuff. So it has been kind of fun for Halo to make me feel something um, as opposed to the general just numbness of starting and not finishing games. What Mike is saying is that he's not good enough in Apex Legends and he gets frustrated and quit. That's what that is so not what I'm saying. I don't know. That's what I heard. <laughs> I heard oh he couldn't god. hang. <laughs> oh my god. I can get on it today and I'll do fine. It's okay. No, play your Halo, bro. Do your thing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> All right. Mike, do you want to do the, the next award or should we skip it for time? No, we'll do it very briefly. Just because I feel like we need to give we need to give our listeners a view into what our relationship is. All of our relationships are like. All right. The Um, next award, Mike, do you want to just tell it what it is and explain how you, what criteria you used here? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if there's any criteria needed for this one. Oh, there's criteria. Wesley is, is someone, you know, people say someone's not short of words or whatever. Wesley's not short of texts. You give the man (laughs) anything and you have an essay on your phone, like within like 35 seconds. It's it's remarkable. Like you must have the strongest thumbs in the world, dude. I swipe. I use the swipe keyboard. That's the key. So the 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 question, and you wrote this. I didn't write this, did. so don't anyone be like, "Oh, you mean?" Blah, blah, blah. No, no, no. It was most annoying text from Wesley, but I'm going to go with most annoying theme of text from Wesley. He couldn't. Do pick you just have one. a lot of other friends that enjoy Formula One? No, Mr. Nakamura. So how many people enjoy that, Formula so One? So there are there are There's like four, ten people in the okay, whole Okay, when it comes to games or movies, it gets here. it gets distributed amongst the the three yes. of us yeah, here. Yeah. Anything Formula One goes directly to me. Brian so, and Savon don't uh, care about it. Right off the bat. There's a funnel. No, it's fine. And what I will give you credit for is Wesley is like the sport a lot more than a long longer than I have. He knows a lot more about the kind of the intricacies behind competition in Formula One. You know, I, if nothing else, am confidently wrong. So I do like to have some opinions about Formula One. I'll just say something off the cuff to Wesley. And because I'm not a big Lewis Hamilton fan, I will get like a legal document (laughs) breaking down exactly why I am wrong, exactly why this situation is the way it is. And... He'll even go back. He'll like refute himself, and then like like refute that that refutation. I could like just scroll and like I'll be like maybe I need today, to go to law school. Today I was like free, freaked out like watching this race. And do you know how like when someone texts, it puts all the bubbles together, and then when they stop, there's a little gap, and then if they keep texting again, there's more. <laughs> oh, there were God. like. 20 different little gaps with each like chunks and i was like i can barely like stand up right now and like wesley has like pretty well broken down everything that's happening in the situation (laughs) so maybe you know when our media company takes off you can start live tweeting f1 races because right now it's just going only to me um you're welcome so (laughs) it's not annoying because you know we could just not respond but if if this was, you know, when y'all were growing up and you had limited text messages and you were paying five cents oh. per text message, I'd you'd have to be wiring me a couple hundred dollars a month. Quality, quality burn. Uh, do you remember when you had to pay for text? I, I was I do I not re- no. I refused. I refused to pay for text. I would never text anybody. And if people texted me, I like 
would just not respond. Uh, just like, I can't, My, I can't afford the, the tables cents. have turned. <laughs> Remember when minutes was free after like nine o'clock? You had to wait oh, for people to call. So or like friends and family. You had the friends and family. Oh, the friends same, and family The same plan. network, right? If you were on AT&T and they were on AT&T. Mm, you got when, the, sing- oh. when singular was the thing back oh, then. Oh, man. My mom this was, this was your friends, have them text you. Problem. Go ahead, that like Brian. conditioned me not to text people back when like you had to pay for texts. <laughs> and that persists till today. I love how West just did a complete 180. He's like, it's free. I'm gonna do it all the time. <laughs> and it's I mean, like, what is the respond, ratio between Wes you know, and yeah, Mike Wesley? Yeah, Wesley feels like he's losing money by not texting people. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. I, I mean, honestly, I think of it like if I send it and you don't respond, it's fine. Like I, it doesn't, you know. It cl- oh my no, God. clearly it Use doesn't Twitter. bother you because <laughs> it doesn't stop you. <laughs> if someone wanted to respond, they would. You know. Yeah. But figure it. I, I think I have something interesting to say. Is all I'm, I'm not saying it's not interesting. It's just <laughs> like on a level I can't perceive, particularly with F1. It's just very on brand. <laughs> Brian is just like, don't ever text me again, Wesley, right now with his face. It's fine. We're, we're not, you know, we're friends. It's fine. All right. Brian's like, I had him for like 10 years. Y'all can handle it. Me and Brian literally have a friend who we we text him and he never responds. Just absolutely. He's responded three times in the past three years to any of our texts that we send, either personally, like just to him or to the group. We will uh, all caps his name in yeah. text. Like, it's sequentially like it's four of us in a text chat. Three of us will all say, "Hey, you, James, 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 James." <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. Do you think he reads them? Absolutely not. Uh, no, okay, we're well. we're silenced. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. God, <laughs> notifications sure. have to be insane. No, but he doesn't. He doesn't cop to this. We've asked him about it, and he says, "Oh no, you know, it's just been busy." And then, like, I go hiking, and I don't really get good signal. And then by the time I come back, you know, it's kind of the moment has passed, so I don't respond. Like he he has not at all admitted that he's got a silence and like does not participate in any sort of way. It's really funny. He like he maintains the air of like you know maybe one day I'll come back. We, he's never coming back. <laughs> Milk and cigarettes. <laughs> well, we don't take him. <laughs> we don't take him off the uh, off the chain at all. He's still there. <clears throat> all right, next award: the best confidently wrong rant of the year. And there were many to choose from, but mostly just from one person. So I get to give this award, and there was a notorious, uh, hilarious, notorious, entertaining rant from Mike a couple episodes about Battlefield and EA and just their greed and capitalism. <clears throat> um, I threw one in a few a few months ago about complaining about plumbing repairs. Mike completely took a poop on Tesla and anybody who enjoys Tesla and me for even talking about Tesla as something that might be... <laughs> modestly interesting Savon shout out friends of the show Alan and Richard there that's that's (laughs) dripped down from them Savon took a took a minute to hate on teams named after years the the 49ers (laughs) are not a legitimate team apparently because they named their team after a year yeah also fall into that but those those are not winners those are just honorable mentions for rant of the year the honorable mention of the year and I broke my own rules here. This actually comes at the very end of 2020, but it was so good. And it was Mike complaining about the Apple AirPods Max 
and oh how God. horrible they are and how they didn't make sense in any type of way for Apple's Do structure. Do you see them anywhere? I've never <laughs> no. seen one. I've, I've never, never seen, seen one, one in real life. I've seen, I've one, seen one. one kid at school. Really? I was going to yeah. ask you, Brian, Like, are people walking around Brooklyn with them? I feel like some Oh, hell no. See? Oh, no. See? The one person I don't miss. I, saw... I told you they were stupid. One person I saw, probably a rich Asian tourist in Las Vegas. And oh, how Vegas. many, wasn't, how many people? How many people yeah. have you seen wearing Beats this year? Actually, at least none. at least more. More, really yeah, sure. zero. You haven't seen it. Yeah, Savon's people, got people Beats. People aren't rocking their right Beats here. anymore. AirPods. It's it's a hundred percent AirPods out there nowadays. Okay, guys. but the, the question should have been: Have you seen more people wearing Beats? Yeah. Yeah. My particular. Yes. My particular enjoyable moment from that particular rant was when we talked about Beats being useful and Mike just like cannot contain himself and just starts railing on the fact that Apple actually owns Beats now and is just cannibalizing their own business. I just, I just, I'll, I'll include that clip in here. It was just, it was mm, chef's kiss. I just could not <laughs> stop laughing. I've listened to that episode multiple times. You know, I got my, my Beats studios and like, I'm just they very own skeptical. beats. They own yeah, beats. why aren't these beats? They own beats. It why are no you sense. making a competitor to your own product? Yeah, and the thing is, my beats are I'm like mad compatible with my phone. That was funny, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they Acerbic, own beats. Perhaps. They own beats. He's just yelling into <laughs> the ether about this idea. <sighs> Next one. We're almost done here. <laughs> this really is the Academy Awards, guys. It's just, it's going on. People at home, I don't apologize. I think this is amazing. This is this is the content that they come back for, guys. All right, this is kind of an award. I'm not sure. We'll see if if Savan can frame it as an award. He's going to present this one. This is the best hope for the DC Cinematic Universe Award. Savan, take it away. Yeah. So the hope for them is pretty straightforward. They've done a solid job of their individual released movies. Like, uh, I think, like, I thought Man of Steel was a pretty good movie. Uh, Aquaman isn't my favorite movie. I don't think it's a bad movie. I think it do- did a lot of things right. I thought Wonder Woman was an entertaining movie that did a lot of things right. The Suicide first, one, second right? one. Yeah, the first one. one the first one. Terrible. The first one. The Suicide Squad, the reboot, right? Like, they've yeah, shown the, the first one. Yeah, they've shown the capacity, though, to put out quality movies that are entertaining. Like, they've shown that they can do that. It's just a matter of, hey, you got to let it breathe and be organic. So focus on making good individual release movies, and then you can try and tie it all together. But, you know, if they decide to go this route of we're going to try and keep forcing all these characters into each other before we've even established them, then it's going to keep being mediocre. But it's not a coincidence that a lot of their better movies were the ones that didn't try to force crossovers. Like, that is not a coincidence. So... We'll see. Like, I have high hopes for them in terms of what they could do. Like, I think them branching into the TV shows is a solid way to develop some of their other characters. I think that's a good direction of step. But but other than that, I don't know. Like, it still feels like they're not going to just try and do a reboot with the Justice League characters. So I don't know what they can do. It kind of feels like the sunken cost fallacy of do you want to start over or keep trying to make this thing work that just at this stage in time, it's just like, yo, that ship has sailed. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. So. You know, keep making good individual movies for now is their best route because they have shown that they can do so. So that was more white paper than award, but I like it. Brian, did you have something? It just reminds me of like a mediocre NBA team. It's like, do we blow it up? Do we blow it up? Do we tank? Pacers. 
They're the the DC is the Indiana Pacers. Yeah, should the DC cinematic universe t- tank? <laughs> Pelicans I, should definitely tank this. I think right? they should just develop Sorry. their young talent. They have some decent foundational pieces. You don't have to blow it up because it still might suck. But develop what you have and see if you can grow it into something organic. Go the Suns route is what I'm saying. And then maybe if you're not crappy, you'll get a star to make a really good movie. And then suddenly your franchises are relevant again. Could be the Batman. We'll see. Maybe. But even all that, like the Joker, the Batman, those were good movies, but they're not connected to a larger cinematic universe. So it's kind of, they've almost abandoned it in that way. Oh, so I'll put this in the notes. You can always retcon that later, dude. They literally retconned Iron Man so that the little kid was Spider-Man. Like you can, you can retcon whatever the hell you want to make those connections that previously weren't there. Wes, I see your face. The first Spider-Man movie Peter Parker is the little kid who almost gets killed in Iron Man 2 by the drones. They established that that was Spider-Man as a kid. Clearly, they didn't do that. That wasn't their plans originally. So, you know, you can retcon stuff later down the line. You can edit it. That's cool. For now, just make sure your movies don't suck. I don't remember that moment at all. But I also have a crappy memory, so that's kind of par for the course. Maybe it's because the only way you consume things is by binging them. (laughs) I don't remember if I liked that donut or not. I ate eight of them. (laughs) Was it good? Mm-hmm. Good at the time. It must have been. My brain <laughs> My brain has a very specific way of storing things away and it just it doesn't store a whole lot. It like it's very selective and the things I remember I remember very well. Beyond that just it's a complete I mean, I got to go back. So I've been off on parental leave for a couple months here. I got to go back to work in January. Yo, do you know how many of the kids' names I've just completely forgotten? Like I've l- I looked at back at like my my seating chart of like where my kids are. I'm like I don't remember this kid. I have no idea who they are. I have no idea what their face is, what they look like in a mask. Like I'm just gonna go up and they're gonna be like, "What's up, Mr. Nakamura? Welcome back!" And I'm gonna be like, "Hey, kid, I saw every day for three months straight, and I have no idea who you are. I'm sorry. It's it's gonna be terrible. I'm gonna have to like just lead with that and own it in January and be like, I literally forgot some of you. Sorry." What a what a loving and caring teacher. Ah, you know it. It's <laughs> Honestly, just bro, not bad. Like I don't know. I wish it teacher was teacher of the year. I know. I I do. I care about the kids, but man, my brain just it is bad at stuff like that. Well, so right. I forget Corbin's names all the time, bro. <laughs> <laughs> they have names. But did tags. you see them every single day for three months? You know, without fail. I ah, it's it's bad. <laughs> my memory is horrible. I remember some of them at least. But that's even worse, right? On some level, it's like, oh, I remember you because you were important. And like the kid that I don't remember, like, sorry, you were just kind of like, generic. <laughs> These are your words, not ours. <laughs> All right. Mike, anything happening? Have we have we gotten a result yet? Mike is furiously checking Twitter, I think. Nothing yet. Okay. All right. Best movie of the year. This is our biggie, Savan. Lead us off. What Honestly, movie gets your award, bro? Honestly, dude, I don't think I should give an answer for this one. I've literally, I know people get mad when I say, oh, I don't watch movies. I don't think you understand how bad it is. I have seen two movies this year. And you had to see both of them because we asked you to. What about watching at home? Oh, you saw Suicide Squad. Three movies. Yeah, three movies. (laughs) Are you only counting in theaters or are you just saying in general you've only watched? That's absurd. I just don't watch movies, period. It's just not my fault. Not even like old movies. No, that's just that's not normal behavior. I have only seen like three movies this year and there were superhero movies, partially because of the pop, partially because that's the only kind of movies I actually watch. So 
I saw Shang-Chi, which was good. I saw Black Widow, which was entertaining. And then I saw uh, The Suicide Squad, which was also entertaining. Beyond that, I haven't seen any movies this year. And as much as I love to upset people with some of my takes, I don't think I have enough of an informed opinion to give a movie of the year. So one of y'all go. All right. Savon votes present. I'll go with the <laughs> next, next one. Best movie for me. I was going to go with Sound of Metal, the Riz Ahmed um, show where he's a drummer and then he uh, loses his hearing and goes Did through that come out this year? some trials. Well, that was the problem was I watched it this year and I thought it was released on Amazon Prime Video or whatever this year, but I went to look it up on IMDb. Turns out, it was released in 2019, so I just completely missed it by two years. Are you sure that wasn't like the festival release? Oh, yeah, I, I think know. that was the festival release. Well, but I does it think count it actually did come out in 2020. Anyway, okay. you're late. Late, yeah. right? So I can't. I couldn't pick that one because I was trying to stay in 2021. So I went with a completely different direction. My movie of the year, kind of in the vein of Ratchet and Clank, just a fun, feel-good, great emotional story, Raya and the Last Dragon. I just thought it was a phenomenal movie. It was great. It it had some super visuals. It was fun. Disney, I think, knocked it out of the park with that one. I think it probably doesn't get as much love as some of their other ones like Moana and you know maybe some of their older classics and stuff, but I just thought they they really did a good job with that one, and I, I thought it was terrific. I enjoyed it so much. So, Raya and the Last Dragon, congratulations. You win Best Movie of the Year from Wesley Nakamura. Great movie. Pyrrhic I'm just I'm just going to say what mine is, and then I'll okay. let Brian, because Brian looks to agree i'll let brian kind of explain more because he's better at it it's pretty obvious if you've been listening to the show the past few months yeah the battlefield (laughs) cinematic with uh uh the guy that plays omar can't remember his name michael k Um, williams r.i.p great great actor forgot his name but he's a good actor um i gotta go with dune and brian Hmm. you can explain why beautiful it's a beautiful movie I love when Mike defers to me. I feel so good about myself. <laughs> because Watch me you're, you this. know stuff and how to articulate things, and I just kind of just, whatever the opposite of acerbic is, I just gush. I just hype, hype boy over shit. I, Sorry, BK. I would like to point out, though, that Mike, like, in contrast to Savan, has not watched any of the movies for the podcast like we've asked him to. You <laughs> have like not seen like, what other movies? You did not you see, see Shang Chi. You did not see I, like Eternals. Okay, yeah, yeah. You true. did not watch Suicide true. Squad. True. Did you? Wow, I'm really messing up. <laughs> did you see Black? Did you watch Black Widow? I did watch Black Widow. I think I might have missed the pod though about Black Widow. <laughs> you did. Great. Great. Yeah, so you're getting on my bumper. <laughs> I can't just go Yo, to the man, movies. I'm not on anyone's I go, like, I, I can't just go to the movies. Like my my girlfriend is is very pro COVID, so I I what the that even she's mean, pro COVID. COVID safety. Not pro COVID. I guess anti COVID. But if I say anti COVID, then you think you know don't. Pro like that's still confusing. Anti COVID. Um, safety first is what Mike is saying. We all are unprepared in our own unique ways. <laughs> So for this award, best movie of 2021, I'm in agreement with Mike here, and this is partially because is it this is TBD. The year is not over, and I I have not finished watching the slate of things that have come out at this this last push of the year when they throw out all the Oscar award bait. Um, so you know I'm hopeful that The Power of the Dog and Licorice Pizza are, are really good movies, solid movies. But 
the movie for me that really made me thankful that I can step into a movie theater and experience a giant screen spectacle with full Dolby surround sound and be immersed in in a whole world and and forget where I am in the universe has to go to Dune Part One, uh, which lived up to lived up to in uh, against all odds you know, hype that you don't think it could possibly be, uh, you know, as a sci-fi movie, as something that has come after all these other sci-fi epics. Dune kind of stands apart being just like this, such a such a great, thoughtful, well-crafted film, you know, from the, the performances to the, the subtle way that they tell us about the lore without actually spoon-feeding us what that lore is. Uh, to how all the 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 costumes and the the mechanics and the the machines and stuff are designed in that world, that the relationships between the characters, um, and then you know this this overarching story of being on a planet with our boy Timothy Chalamet and wondering whether or not he's going to be a white savior uh, or not, or, or what kind of person he's going to become. I think all of that is fantastically interesting. Uh, and compelling, and it's just a great, spectacular movie-watching experience, the the kind that we don't get very often. You know, I, I think a lot back to, like, when I was a kid and I saw Jurassic Park in the movie theater and how monumental that felt and, like, oh, my God, like, the ground is, is, is quivering underneath me. That's the kind of feeling you get from watching Dune. Even though I don't think it's a perfect movie, far from it, it's still the best movie-watching experience I've had in a very long time. And a welcome respite to our pandemic ridden 2021. So that gets my award. It gets Mike's award. It gets Wes's maybe honorable mention. I'm I'm reading into his eyes right now. And I it loved gets, it. It, it gets great. Savan's, oh, maybe I should go watch a movie sometime <laughs> award. So there you have it. <laughs> Dang, yeah. Also, Savan came almost with the... watched it, which says a lot. He almost hey. watched it. <laughs> and then he yeah, started well... playing Apex. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually have a well, no. Well, I have a reason why I didn't be doing. Are you gonna share it? No, no, I'm not thinking. Well, <laughs> Cliffhanger. <laughs> but just no, no, no. Just no. That comes reason. on next episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that was quite the awards. First annual CWAs. We'll do it next year. Same, same awards. I think we should do them next year and see if we've we've gone any better. Brian, if Minari came out this year, where would you have placed it? Oh, up high. But it wasn't a, as good of a movie-watching experience as Dune, to be honest. Still right. a great movie. Yeah. Highly recommend it. Same with Judas and the uh, and the Last Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah? Yeah. yeah, yeah, Friends, that's our 50th episode. Hit us up on socials, Instagram, Twitter, at confidently underscore pod. Give us a comment. Tell us what you thought the best movie of the year was. Is there any hope for the DC Cinematic Universe? And what was your best, most favorite, confidently wrong rant of the past year? Visit all of our sponsors. You know which ones they are. Have a great one. Leave a review. Tell Bye. your friends. Review on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. Five stars only. Five stars. Big facts. Five stars.